We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Get the Charge podcast. My name is Steven, and I am the host, as always, coming to you live after the Chargers get a convincing win on Sunday Night Football, 30-13 over the Chicago Bears. Uh, joining me to break down everything, as always, is my guy, Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? How are you doing tonight? Great. Uh, it just felt <laughs> nice for them to get a lead, hold the lead, build the lead, and win the game. Like That's nice. I would love for more than one game out of the year to be like this. It's not always like that, but you know what? On prime time, heading into the week, it's nice. So I feel good. Steven, how are you? I'm doing great. It was a very relaxing football game. I, I enjoy these kind of football games very much. I wish they would happen more often like you guys. like uh, I'm sure everybody else in the chat here would. Um, just took care of business. You know, uh, I was talking with my wife on the way over and about just the game and you know she just mentioned like she felt like everything was in sync everything was kind of connected everything was was working well together for the most part and uh just a game that the chargers really needed to have coming off of two very tough losses so the chargers sit at three and four after this one kind of uh you know uh staying within reach of the rest of the afc so it should be uh some, some stuff to get into here tonight but like you mentioned, it was nice to sit back, have a relaxing football game, and uh, see the Chargers, you know, stay ahead the entire way like this. 
Although I was worried after the very first play, it was for 41 yards, and there was a few <laughs> passing interference. I'm like, I'm just going to turn off my TV. But yeah. no, they got it together after that, and that was that was awesome. I mean, it was really nice to see a game like this. Uh, I don't anticipate this happening again the rest of the year. Certainly not with some of their opponents coming up, but I'll take it. We I think we needed this. You know, even if this ends up being a horrible, awful season the rest of the way, just every once in a while, a game where you win and, and you're good, and, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. So we'll dive into some of it. But um, I, I think my my biggest takeaway is is just that Kellen Moore kind of gave us the stuff that we wanted tonight. Um, you know, we mentioned or discussed with EJ and Brett that just the, the Chargers needed to find a way to to stay in rhythm and stay on track. And it felt like they did that tonight. You know, that that first drive really set the tone for the rest of the night. The Chargers go, um, let me make sure I get this right. Chargers go 10 plays, 92 yards, six minutes basically off the clock to get their first touchdown. Everything was pretty much in rhythm the entire drive. Um, The added emphasis of Austin Eckler tonight really, you know, swung that to that start to really get them into a rhythm. It felt like they really leaned into a more, you know, quick passing game approach, screens, running the football, all that stuff. So I think this was this was a, a get right game for the offense, in my opinion. There were certainly some things in the second half that I'm sure they would like to uh, clean up, but everything was in rhythm from the jump in the first half. And I thought that first drive in particular really set the tone for how they were going to play the the rest of that game. Yeah, we were really looking for them to hit some of the easy stuff. I mean, EJ Snyder kind of called it perfectly, I think, you know, previewing this game where let's lower the A dot, let's hit the things that Herbert feels comfortable with. Let's not have to take, you know, all the time these deep shots to these players, especially with the personnel you have right now and with Josh Palmer being hurt, then getting hurt again in game. He's kind of been their deep guy with Mike Williams out. So you know, let's just pause for a bit, take what the defense is giving you. And they did. I think that um, Eckler would very obviously early on and often as a receiving option was huge for them. It wasn't pushing the ball down the field, but Eckler got a ton in the receiving game early on. I think that the way that he used Donald Parham was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how late some of those you know delays from after you know blocking were, but it seemed like there was intention behind each of those. It wasn't just like a, a busted play necessarily. It really felt like he disengaged at appropriate times where it felt intentional. And they got a, that ball in the hands of a guy who's very good after the catch, very good at missed tackles forced. I still don't know how, given how tall he is and how big this guy is, but he's excellent at that. So it just really felt like they kept things short. They made it you know, Herbert feel very comfortable. And you could really see in that first half, and really for most of the game, protection held up. And if it didn't, it didn't even need to because the ball was out quicker. You know, there are aspects of, you know, Joe Lombardi's offense we don't like, obviously. But there are positive things about it. And just working the short game like that, like Kellen Moore did today, I think was was pretty solid. So other than, you know, like late third quarter to fourth quarter, it really felt like the offense was just clicking no problem. It just kind of became an issue in the second half. Yeah, I I don't know how much of an issue I really have with the second half. You know, the three and out. Or they, they get the, the opening drive, 10 plays, 40 yards, get the field goal, make it 27 to 7. The three and out after that wasn't great, but you know they still got points after the the fourth down stop, um, and then they went four and fourth down with Austin Eckler, and then they obviously had the Austin Eckler fumble. I, I don't know how much of an issue I have with this second half, but 
you know, you're up 30 to seven before the fourth quarter even starts. Like I, I like, I don't know how much of an offense you're really going to have in that kind of instance in the NFL. Like you're not going to try and be aggressive and throw the football downfield. Like, so you're, you're pretty limited in that instance. Um, I'm curious to go back and watch the tape there, but they moved the football on two of the, on two of the fourth quarter drives, just had the fourth down, not go their way, uh, which, you know, running behind Trey McKitty and Foster Sorrell, I, th- I think that's a that's a choice I would not be making personally. Right. Um, and then Austin Eckler fumbles on the screen to to set up the, the Bears touchdown at the end. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hard hard to really complain about that. But I think we really saw this offense. I, I think get the things out of their system that they needed to get out of their system. Uh, you mentioned Donald Parham having a big game. Quentin Johnson as well. We've been begging essentially for for this kind of performance. And I think that two minute drive in particular, right before the half was like the key thing there. Um, we were all kind of messaging and I'm sure everybody tweeting about the Simi Fajoko touchdown it was, it was an interesting choice designing to play for Simi Fajoko in the red zone instead of Quentin Johnston, but five catches, 50 yards um, in that two minute drive, right before the half, it was really Quentin that got that drive going um, you know, the Chargers had a first down incomplete pass, and then it was second down pass to Quentin Johnson for 11 yards. Uh, first and 10 again, short pass to Quentin Johnson. That was the yards after the catch play for Quentin Johnston. Um, really, I, I think that drive in particular is just going to give them some really positive momentum. That meaning Justin and, and Quentin. Um, he had the third down conversion at the 17 yard line as well. So it was just a, a really momentum building drive particularly for those two and, and i'm i'm hopeful that things can move forward uh with those two we'll see what happens with josh palmer's health um got banged up a little bit again with his knee you know hopping on the sideline just on the one leg was was interesting to to look at but mm. um you know it, it was really nice to see quentin get on track i would have loved to see him get that touchdown <laughs> uh but five for 50 man like basically matches his his season output leading up to today. So I thought that this is, this is a good game for Quentin to get going uh, in the back half of the season. Yeah. He finally had more of what we've been hoping from him. And as, as soon as he got like his fifth catch or whatever, you know, we're all feeling good. Then Sunday night football had to do his dirty and put up the graphic of the other receivers <laughs> yeah, and their stats. I'm like, come on guys, let me have this at least for one night. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was great. He picked up. Um, he was responsible for five different first downs four of them yeah. through catches and one of them through the defensive pass interference. And, you know, it wasn't a big game by any means, but you need him to start contributing. And I think you really saw what we've been hoping for. Uh, the first screen to him, you know, where he tripped, I'm going, oh, geez, you know, we asked for one thing and that's what happens. But then the shallow crosser where he made multiple guys miss, I think he picked up another like five-ish um, yeah. after the catch. That was great. That sort of stuff is exactly what we're hoping for from him. Hopefully the the fades, the jump ball opportunity stuff, kind of picks up but that's never been his game i'm not really expecting that from him but the missed tackles for stuff that's what i'm hoping for and that's what we saw so you know if we're looking for them to build chemistry together i think the shallow crosses are great i think the stuff on the outside was arguably more impressive than anything else because of other than the jump ball that he didn't get but the two throws to the right sideline where he had mm-hmm. to really kind of drive back and get back to the football and of course he picked up the one first down off defensive pass interference that was impressive because he's not, you know, physicality and playing press or fighting with corners. That's not really his thing. So to see him be able to do that was really, really good to see. Again, more trust in those situations. It's not just having to go to Keenan Allen. 
Um, although they did very early on that slant to Keenan on with Quentin on the outside. But just knowing you do have that option on the outside, that you do have a guy, you know, Sauce Gardner is a very different corner than anything they'll see the rest of the season. But the fact yeah. that you could go to him in situations where he's not covered by Sauce Gardner, I think he felt pretty good. So um, have been looking for it, have been hoping for it. We got it, and he didn't disappoint. So I don't, I don't see where any reason why you can't continue to try to get these manufactured touches going, especially with the Jets and their defensive front up next. Yeah, no, that was nice to see that people were kind of crushing him a little bit for the the jump ball, but um, Jalen Johnson had his right arm pretty much hooked under there, mm-hmm. so Quentin didn't really have a choice. Like he he just had to try and one hand that, and obviously was not able to come down with it. So, um, like you mentioned, drew the pass interference, had the other uh, back shoulder throw, which he had a, a really nice one against the Chiefs last week too. So it just it just feels like some confidence is being built here between Justin Herbert and Quentin Johnson. And I, and like, I get it. Jordan Addison scored again today. Zay flowers is doing everything. Um, it, it's been a slower start, but we kind of expected this, you know, Quentin Johnson was behind obviously the three starters and, you know, just as kind of more of a raw prospect. So it, it's, it's taken him some time, you know, like I, I like, being somebody who follows obviously Utah football, like Dalton Kincaid had a great game on Thursday against the, you know, Thursday night primetime game against uh, whoever the bills are playing. I can't remember right now, but up until that point, it was kind of the same kind of usage as Quentin was getting. There wasn't a ton of Dalton Kincaid usage. Um, Quint, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, not a ton of usage up in Seattle. And then today again, you know, he, he kind of had that really nice breakout performance, had the game winning touchdown there. So it just takes some time for some of these rookies to come in and make an impact. And we're seeing that with Quentin Johnston. I think this is going to be a, a positive game for them to build on with him uh, specifically going forward. Yeah, and for all the, you know, some people do the Mike Williams comparison thing. Well, well, you know, Mike Williams did this his first year or whatever. Um, yeah, I think Mike, I think Quentin Johnston has officially passed Mike Williams receiving yards total his rookie season. Not that that's saying a lot, but you know, he did so there's that positive stuff moving forward heading I, I i don't know why it didn't start earlier but i'm happy to see it and frankly i think that the return of we're assuming jalen guy next week though i feel like we keep saying that um will help open up things more for him too yeah 100 so uh good game from the most of the chargers receiving options austin eckler seven for 94 leading the team keenan's eight for 69 nice uh quentin johnson five for 50 Donald Parham, four for 43. Uh, Josh Palmer, again, gets injured a little bit, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jalen Guyton, theoretically, should be coming back next week as well. Um, All right, Tyler, what are your thoughts on the way the defense played tonight? 13 points. Uh, There was definitely a Velas Jones touchdown that probably (laughs) should have counted. Yeah. Uh, But for the most part, what did you you make of the uh, defensive performance tonight? Yeah, other than the three-ish plays that were almost, you know, Mooney not being touched on by Asante Samuel Jr., but the whistle being blown dead, Cole Komet potentially could have scored. They ended up scoring anyway. The Vellis Jones touchdown. Other than that, I think the defense played awesome. And really, it's reflected in the way that the score turned out, right? They, they held them pretty much the entire game. There was some concerns, some worries from fans that this would be the game that the run defense finally broke. You know, they were worried about, okay, this is a team that loves to run it, has been running it very well, has the tight ends, has the running backs, not the quarterback anymore, but they have the guys to do it. And again, you know, the Chargers defense, the run defense was really, really good. 
Foreman, you know, they, they couldn't lean on like one guy. And frankly, the script never allowed them to get into a rhythm, but still 2.9 yards per carry as a team for the Bears. Yeah. Not great for the Bears. You know, they've been doing so much better the last few weeks. Not so great this game. So that was great. Um, again, early, the Asante Samuel Jr., you know, catch that he allowed. That wasn't great, but otherwise he played a really good game. Um, it seemed like Derwin James was much better this game. It felt like the guys on defense who were hurt, who were another week removed from being hurt or returning from injury, they looked so much better. Joey looked so much faster today. Derwin looked so much faster today. It looked like guys that, oh, you know, I don't have a hurt hamstring as much anymore. My toe isn't as fractured as it was before. Like <laughs> They looked so much better today. Yeah. And sure, there's an aspect of that that's the Bears, but I mean, they literally looked faster and more physical today. That was great. Um, Alohi Gilman, welcome back. You know, we talked about before the show or before the game. For some reason, he's always around a turnover. <laughs> Lo and behold, another turnover. Alohi Gilman was around. Yeah, just like, yeah, it's it's wild how he is around a turnover, whether it's his fault or not, like in a good way. So that was impressive. So again, it seemed like the defense played uh, really, really well. Again, holding to only 13 points. Sure, there's a couple of plays you'd like to have back, but I thought this could have gone either way. You know, I thought the Bears would score at least 21 on the Chargers and only scored 13. So that's a touchdown and a, an extra point better than I thought. Yeah, you know, I um, I was pretty impressed with watching Tyson Bajan on tape. There was certainly a lot of like gadgety stuff that the Bears did against the Raiders. But listen, man, I thought the Chargers defense came ready to play for that kind of stuff. You know, I think you saw that right away when the uh, Bears tried to do a jet sweep and Kilimak was right there, tackle for loss. Um, that was after the big play to Darnell Mooney. So that tackle for loss really kind of brought the defense back, I think, to what they were, you know, how they were expecting to play. Um, you know, we for the people who are just going to be like, oh, like this is the Bears. And I, I think long term, like we'll see, like I'm not going to rush any judgment right here. But I mean, we just saw the Bears kick the Raiders ass last Sunday. Like this is any given Sunday The the Broncos beat the chiefs today the <laughs> yeah. panthers got their first win against the texans today like anything can happen in these kind of games and you just never know so the chargers defense i thought came ready for the gadgety stuff that the that the bears were going to do they tried the double pass again this week they did it against the raiders last week and it worked this week Khalil Mack was ready for it and, mm. and that became a key red zone stop so um I, the preparation was what stood out to me there was still like the off coverage stuff which you know i don't necessarily agree with but at the same time, that off coverage stuff led to Asante Samuel Jr. breaking up like three key passes tonight, uh, really letting his instincts shine. The interception that didn't count was a, a hell of a break on the football. So I, I thought the Chargers just preparation stood out to me on both sides of the football, you know, mentioning Kellen Moore and like how things just kind of got into rhythm. The defense was ready for all of the Bears stuff. So again, yes, it is the Bears. But the team came out ready to rock, ready to, uh, to show out what they were uh, ready to do tonight. And that was not the case last week. And so this is this was a really nice positive step. We'll see how much it matters next week. But they took our business tonight. 30 to 13 is, is nothing to uh, laugh at today for the for the Chargers. Yeah, while the Bears were certainly not going to disguise anything and there was no real surprises in this game that I could think of. Um, the Chargers were at least prepared for that. Like whatever the Bears were going to do, the Chargers were prepared for it. It seemed very much so like they were ready to break on anything that was going outside, jump inside on those because you got to throw it in front of me and over my head or whatever. If you're going to throw it out, we'll jump right in the middle of those two things in between the two points of the straight line. 
and picked the ball off. And it, you know, Zante had one. They came back for that one. Pass breakup. It seemed like they were just very aware of what the Bears were going to try to do. There was a lot they could do, but they were aware. And I'll take that. Like I'll take a unit that seemed like they studied, knew what they had to do. The game plan yeah. was sound. I'll take it. Honestly, it was really, it was really reassuring. And and frankly, I don't think the Jets are all that much of a surprise next week either. I don't. I mean, Garrett Wilson is a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. A lot of weapons. Brees Hall is very good. Obviously, I just don't know that they're like this dynamic of a different throw you different things sort of offense. I'll, I'll see. I'll have to see. I didn't watch them today. Obviously, they didn't put up a ton of points today, but. I think that's good heading into that game because it is going to take the defense to win that game. Um, I think even more so than the offense. Yeah, the the Jets won a football game today where the opposing team had negative nine passing yards. So uh, <laughs> that's just kind of where they're at. You know, the Jets are essentially playing like Titans football, like what you expect of watching the Titans game where they just kind of like mug you up and like make it a, a closer game than it should be and everything like that. That's how the Jets are playing right now. So uh, the Jets won 13 to 10 today in overtime in a game where, like I said, where they had the Giants had negative nine passing yards. So the the Jets today had 62 plays, 251 total yards. They averaged four yards per play today. And the Giants defense is good, like for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's hardly like, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm I'm concerned about like Gary Wilson, like you mentioned, but. You know, the, the defense should be able to hold up next week. You know, the run defense has been a real strength of the of the Chargers this season. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, 25 carries from the Bears tonight, 73 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. Um, if they can shut down Brees Hall next week and make Zach Wilson beat you, like I think I feel okay about that. But it's the, the offense is going to be in for a tougher fight next week for sure. Yeah, but the offense did look better tonight. Thankfully, Herbert looked yeah. better tonight much better tonight um mm-hmm. yeah so you know we, we said uh would this game wouldn't really change our opinion of next week's game i do feel slightly better at least like it, they gave a good enough win where i feel slightly better and the jets certainly gave a bad enough win where i feel <laughs> better about that game too yeah that's fair that's fair it's gonna be a very difficult game monday night football on the road you know weather next monday who freaking knows it was raining today so uh we'll see what happens there but you know chargers offense certainly uh clean it up today um definitely have to give a shout out like you mentioned alohi gilman uh derwin james i thought played pretty well today um kenneth murray i thought had a really outstanding performance today against the run um there are issues in coverage between the linebacking duo of kenneth murray and eric kendricks but i think the two of them are really playing the run extremely well right now and I think we saw that come to fruition tonight. Eric Hendricks did have the great pass breakup tonight, but um, Kenneth Murray and Eric Hendricks definitely deserve a shout out for how this team is playing the run. I think both of them are, you know, flying downhill fast and aggressive. They're playing free. They're seeing things out. And I think both of them had had standout performances against the run again tonight. Yeah, they did. I think, what was it, like 19 total tackles between the two of them or whatever it was? I guess I could pull it up like a genius. Yeah, 19. Yep. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, and then two pass breakups for each of them. I can't remember Kenneth Murray's. I definitely remember Kendrick's. But yeah, they're, they're not plus guys at linebacker in terms of playing the pass. Um, if you're in terms of coverage, if they rush, fine. They've seen them be good there. But the way they're playing the run, it's been really great for them. The way they're playing sideline to sideline is great. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I don't know that they're 
a great duo, but the last couple of weeks they've been playing some really good football. Yeah. 19 tackles in a game is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, Cameron Dicker, man, had himself a night. I think uh, obviously, the, you know, the the kicking situation for the Chargers has been uh, up, you know, in flux a little bit over the last few years, to say the least. Um, but when Cameron Dicker came out for that 53-yard field goal, like I had no doubts that he was going to make that. And mm-hmm. it, it was right down the middle, looked easy. Um, so Cameron Dicker, I think is, is proving to be the right choice, even if Dustin Hopkins is, is also having a, a really nice season in, in Cleveland, but, um, Cameron Dicker has just been really steady. Everything seems just like right down the middle, like basically every kick outside of the first one in the week one. Um, but he hit from 53 tonight. And like I mentioned, I just, I had full confidence that he was going to come in and, and hit that kick. I had pretty close to full confidence, but it, <laughs> it's still that, you know, 50 plus. Like, I got to see a, a bit more, build that sample size. But you hit from 53, and that was probably his best make if you terms of like the cleanest make of the night. That I think was his best one. The one before from like 43, I was really worried about him making that. He didn't quite make it, or he, he made it, but he barely made it. Who cares? You make it, you make <laughs> it. But uh, I wasn't sure about the 53 yarder, but he made it, and that's great. So he made. 54 last week 52 50 something it was i think it was 55 last week okay yes i mean that's great you know watching dustin hopkins hit four or five of them against the the 49ers from 50 plus was like oh boy but did we make the wrong choice here but no like doesn't have or not excuse me cameron dicker is, is clearly proving that nope like we're good we're still good here and and you you have this kicker if you keep him under contract for a very long time Mm -hmm. for sure for sure um so just looking at some of brandon staley's quotes tonight uh he said that he thinks tonight was the team's most complete game and he said also that it was their most complete week of practice as well well it was collaborative (laughs) (laughs) so that's good (laughs) they collaborated hey it worked (laughs) they finally did it (laughs) yeah oh my gosh what a week of of quotes man Uh um he also said he felt like joey Bosa was electric in the run game uh said that he's fully healthy now and we know he's going to play when he's healthy so there you go shout out to joey Bosa tonight yeah he looked really solid um Definitely the sack early on, had the fourth down stop, had a really good pop on Bajan at some point during the game. So I'll probably finish with like five, six or so pressures. You know, a sack, a couple of tackles, a couple of run stops. So yeah, pretty good. All right, I completely forgot about this. Appreciate Eddie. Uh Jasir Taylor gets his first career interception tonight. So uh congratulations to Jasir Taylor. I didn't realize that was his first one. So yeah, I almost had the one on Baker last year. Huh. I didn't realize that was his first one. Yeah. yeah, three three different turnovers for us in three different primetime games. There you go. There you go. All right, Tyler. Uh, any other thoughts here before we get to some of these super chats? Bit of a quicker show tonight, but uh Yeah. No, I, I think everyone kind of gets the gist of what happened. Chargers played a pretty good game. Maybe could have been better in the fourth quarter, but overall 30 to 13 is about as good as it could have gotten. So sure. on to the Jets. Hey, I I will say I'm excited to watch film tomorrow. I don't, I don't have the feeling of like, oh man, I gotta go, I gotta go watch film, which 
like I, I always have that feeling after a Chargers loss, but you know, watching film really helps me like see mm. things and, and really appreciate or not appreciate like what is happening. Um, so watching film has, has become pretty like therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Like you, every time the Chargers lose, Brooke is like, How are you watching this? And I'm just like, it's just like it's just part of my routine at this point. For sure. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see really what happened to in this game on film tomorrow. And um you know, <laughs> I just saw the comment. Asante leads the league in almost interceptions. He really does, man. Yeah, he really does. All the he same gets, way. If we're just, if he were just like an inch taller, like he would be just like amazing at these interceptions. It'd be incredible, but uh, he's not. So, he's yeah. Great. And then, um, oh, was it Kenneth Murray that, that was his fast breakup that was in front of uh, Asante, where he, he Asante could have picked it, or did Kendrick's break that one up? That was Kendrick's. Oh, okay. Over the middle, right? I, I honestly do not remember Kenneth Murray having a pass breakup. Was it like a screen pass breakup? I don't know. Yeah, Duffy Kendrick's on the ASJ one. Yeah. Which was, was Asante really like in position to intercept that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He jumped that. He had a perfect. Gotcha. So, gotcha. but it's fine. All right. Well, uh, defense did well. Offense did well. Should be a should be a fun re- rewatch on tape tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get to some of these super chats, again, if you guys have uh, some questions you want to fire off, uh, super chats always appreciated on Sunday night after we uh, watch these games. So uh, let us know if you have some questions or comments to get to. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, before we get there, I uh, have to tell you guys about our sponsors. First and foremost, Prize Picks. Hopefully, you guys won some money today. Um, I think the Justin Herbert LeBron James special hit today. Uh, obviously, mm. Justin Herbert had the three touchdowns. If you did the if you did the Justin Herbert Bo Nick special, that certainly hit. Um, <laughs> that was not a fun game to watch yesterday. Today was much more fun <laughs> for me. Um, so appreciate prize picks. It's a, it's super easy way to use daily fantasy on college football, NBA, NFL, whatever your, your floats, your boat there. It's, it's a great app to use. Um, make sure and use the link, uh, prizepicks.com slash guilty. Use the code guilty at checkout for a deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. So, uh, Tyler's mom has been winning money left and right. And hopefully you guys are, are using that as well. Yeah, we talked about the. Uh, I think you talked about Eckler with the receiving yards, I believe, um, for uh-huh. the more in this game. We talked about the tackles, which definitely held. 
except for Derwin James, who I think only had like five during the game. But figured, you know, everything in front of Kenneth Murray, or in front of Kendricks, take the more there. So pretty good overall. Uh, not a bad week. I don't know how my mom did, but I'm sure <laughs> she did okay. Yeah. Yeah, I missed on Deontay Foreman getting the uh, over on rushing attempts. Obviously, the, the Chargers really got up ahead more than I thought they would, which is fantastic. I think the Chargers mm-hmm. played this game exactly how they played to get out to an early lead, stop the run, make Tyson Beji meet you, and they were able to uh, carry out their mission. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, it cost me some money, but you know I'll take it, obviously, because the Chargers get a dominating win tonight. So, um, also have to bring up our other sponsors here, Ticketmaster and Little Caesars. Ticketmaster has you covered. It is the official ticket uh, marketplace of the NFL and the Los Angeles Chargers. Make sure and get there in person for these kind of games. We gave away two tickets today uh for this game and Ticketmaster obviously allows you to download the tickets to your app wallet get in super easy if anything happens you're able to sell the tickets or transfer them uh that is a very safe and clean way as well um so make sure you use Ticketmaster for all of your chargers uh ticket needs uh ticketmaster.com chargers for those ticket needs and uh Tyler you want to tell our folks about Little Caesars do I have a Little Caesars ad read in front of me? No, I do not. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of threw it on you a little bit here. Uh, I never but, do that one. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's all right. Uh, I, I didn't have mine up, uh, mine open either. So this is live TV, folks. Uh, but Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL and the Los Angeles Chargers, just like Ticketmaster. Uh, nothing better than getting some pie on a game day. It just goes with football. Same way Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Uh, you can use Pizza Portal Pickup or get delivery. And uh, Little Caesars is just nostalgic. You know, it's, it just brings back the high school, college memories. So go check out uh, Little Caesars for all of your pizza needs. Well done. I don't know if you memorized that or just read it or whatever, but that was fantastic. That was off, that was off the dome, baby. That was impressive. I, <laughs> I never do those. I had my prize picks one in front of me ready to go. You nailed that one. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just uh, flying <laughs> co-pilot here, just chilling. Uh, I didn't have the pizza one in front of me, but I'm glad you had that one. I hijacked it. I hijacked it. So it was all fun. Good. It was all right. Uh, all right. Super chat here from uh, Trevor Garbrandt. Do you guys believe the run defense is real as the stats say? Or do you think teams just aren't running enough because of how bad the pass defense is? Well, I think that's, again, I, I commented on this earlier on social media. It's more about the per play stats for me than the raw stats. Like, sure. I mean, yes, the raw stats are also a part of it. We've talked about that, but the teams are not averaging much per play. The Chargers are a top, probably after tonight, like a top five unit against the run per play on an EPA per play basis. So, you know, sure, teams want to pass more and they're going to exploit that. But before it was like maybe they'd exploit the passing game and then also they'd have six yards per carry. You know, they'd have three explosive running plays. Or five or like forty yard explosive running plays. Yeah, um, not happening right now. No big running explosive plays outside of the Darrington Evans run, which is a pretty good design. And I mean, Darnell Wright, Tevin Jenkins, those guys just crushed out in front. Um, but otherwise, like no, I think I think this run defense, as it's played so far this year, is pretty legit. Like it's a really really solid grouping for them right now. Yeah, I think the the run defense is good. I, I think the pass defense being bad is is helping them out i guess um in, in that regard but the like you mentioned the per play stats are great you know they're they're averaging um you know a, a very positive epa per play the success rate is fantastic 
Um, to me, like the biggest difference is honestly the edge rushers are just really, really playing out of their minds against the run. I mean, Joey Bosa had the fourth down stop tonight. Um, Tuli Tupilotu uh, is second in the league heading into today among all edge rushers and run stops. Kilo Mack is playing really well against the run. And then we mentioned uh, Kenneth Murray and Eric Kendricks. They're just being really aggressive against the run right now. Uh, I, I think you have some unsung heroes, Nick Williams, Austin Johnson kind of rounding into form, Sebastian Joseph Day as well. So the Chargers have put a lot more emphasis on the run this year. And, and that is one thing from training camp that has carried over throughout the season is just the way that they're defending the run. And I think you listen to the interview I had with Thule and you just really get a feel for like how they're approaching this right now. So I think it's legit. I think it's it's a strength of the team. It's certainly the strength of the defense. Um, now we just need to get everything else to kind of line up here. But I do think the run defense is, is definitely legitimately a strength of this team right now. Yeah, as do I. I forget what Foreman had last week against the Raiders. Where okay. Um, Max Crosby basically being the engine. Uh, half as much this week, a third as much, I think, this week for the Bears. So I'd I'd say it's not, you know, Christian saying, you know, it's not fixed in the chat. And I, maybe it's early to say that it's fixed, but it's way better. And we were hoping for 20s, you know, being in the 20s. And they're in the top 10 right now, I think, after this week. No, I, I mentioned this uh, on Twitter that the Bears were leading the league over the last three weeks in rushing attempts and as rushing yards as well. They were averaging 178 yards rushing over the last three games heading into mm. today. They had 173 last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Devontae, uh, not Devontae, excuse me, Deontay Foreman had 16 carries, 89 yards, two touchdowns last week. Darrington Evans, 14 for 48. Uh, and then obviously Tyson Bajan had a couple of scrambles, three for 24. Uh, this week, much more difficult of a uh, tougher sledding for the Bears on offense with mm -hmm. the ground game. So um, let me get back here to the official numbers. Deontay Foreman, nine carries, 34 yards, 3.8 yards per carry tonight, which, which ever, after averaging uh, 5.8 last week. Roshan Johnson, he was the second running back tonight. Six carries for 21 yards, 3.5 per carry. Darrington Evans, four for 18, 4.5 for carry. Total for the team, uh, 25 carries for 73 yards. Like, you take that 100% against the team that is leading the league in rushing attempts over the last three weeks. And they they got off 25 runs tonight. It's not like they abandoned the run game even when they were down. Like, the Bears were still running the football. So I I, I do think the, Bear, the run defense is a legitimate strength of the Chargers right now. Yeah, I mean, I even – the defense is almost good. Like, it's almost – it's almost good. Almost good. <laughs> it, the seven guys are in the front seven are playing pretty well. The rotation is pretty strong. It's just that back end right now. Yeah. So hopefully tonight can be a you know positive uh, momentum building performance from the secondary. Miss mm -hmm. uh, Andrea Shun, we won. Yay. Good night. Appreciate it. Uh, always jumping in with the super chats. I saw you guys had a nice Halloween activity yesterday. So hopefully the uh, rest of the Shun family is doing well. Yeah, awesome. Carve some pumpkins, you know, doing all those little Halloween things. Watched Hocus Pocus. Um, all good stuff. It was nice. Nice to do the Halloween thing. Bummer, it's on a Tuesday this week, but at least I don't yeah. have to teach on Wednesday. You guys have the day off on Wednesday? Well, I have to go to the district office, which is slightly oh. less fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, want no. Halloween. I want Halloween after. Yeah, the, the kids off. get it off. I get to go to the district office and learn about some stuff. 
That's one of the reasons why I don't like Halloween is because it's, it's not a national holiday. You don't get the day off for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, Tara Romero, appreciate you and Tyler as always. No complaints here about the offense. Most nights, 30 will be enough points to win, especially if the defense continues to get better. Yay, Herbie. Yay, QJ. And yay, Parm. Agree there. Yeah, I... I'm more concerned about what we saw from the Chiefs game and the Cowboys game in the second half than this one. I would have yeah. liked to have seen improvement in the second half in terms of scoring, but you know, we'll see if it gets fixed next week or if it even yeah. matters. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Thirty points most nights definitely uh, gets you a win in the NFL mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Don Chetto, did the trust grow between Herb and QJ tonight and what to expect going forward with them as a tandem? Also, no glove Herbert anymore could be a prop. What do you think here? Yeah, the the whole giant cast thing on the finger, what rap mummy thing was pretty funny. Um, it seemed to be better. Last week watching the film, there were several instances where Herbert like looks down at his hand in pain after a handoff, even just on film that was apparent. So yeah, it seemed like it wasn't as much of an issue tonight. Uh, less scrambling and running for his life, that's for sure. So maybe we just never really got to tell, but seemed good. Yeah, I think the trust between uh, Quentin and Herbert, it should grow from tonight. I think just knowing that you can look back over the middle of the field, see the shallow crosser and hit that, I think that's important for them. Um, and obviously the stuff to the sideline is good there too. It's going to be like every yard is going to have to be earned next week. I think just getting a couple more throws to Quentin on the sideline, shallow crosser, whatever, you know, you got to feel good about the connection there. Yeah, you know, this this the Jets passing defense is is crazy, man. And uh it, it's one of the best defenses in the league. So I think you're gonna have to see a very similar approach that they showed this week. Next week, quick passing game, shallow crossers, uh really big emphasis on yards after the catch. You take some shots when you can. Um, just to avoid this Jets passing, this Jets pass rush at, at all costs and um, Quentin having five for 50, five for 50 tonight is huge. I think that should be definitely a momentum going forward. The finger thing was, was interesting. I think it's definitely getting healthier. Um, you saw him actually hand the ball off with his left hand, as opposed to like doing the, the two hand thing. Um, but every time he did it, he like had his finger like out. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else noticed that. Like, it wasn't like he was like gripping it, but like he had his yeah. finger like out like this every time. So he, he's definitely very conscious of it. Um, I, I think they pointed out that he had an issue with the glove last week when it was it kind of got ripped off and they had to like re-sew it on. Um, so I think it's a positive thing. I, I think it's getting healthier. He told uh I think it was last week, if I'm not mistaken, he told CBS that it's like a six-week injury. So this is oh, okay. Raiders week, bye week, cowboys week, chiefs week, this week. So we're almost done, theoretically. Mm. With the uh, with the split, cool. Just in time for the Lions. Theoretically, theoretically, this week against the Jets would be his last week wearing a splint if all goes well. <laughs> Which it's gonna wear just in case. I feel like this that this week yeah. you might need it. Yeah, probably might want to wear the glove in New York. We'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Blakely, appreciate him as always in here. Where is the breakdown with these free pass rushers almost killing Herbert? It seems like our offense stalls in the second half, second half often due to these breakdowns. I, am I the only one that thought that should have been roughing the passer? I feel like you saw a very clear like lift up and like pile drive of Justin Herbert in that instance. What did you, what did you make of that 
that uh sack. It, it didn't cross my mind when i saw it okay. um yeah it didn't really cross my mind when i saw it so i, I saw your tweet about that and I, I i could see why but i didn't really cross my mind as far as the free rushers it felt like they were waiting until yeah. like they, whoever it was was waiting until zion committed to helping out will clap or something and then they would rush like Zion would sit there no one's there okay he's gonna help will clap and then it seemed like they were rushing the guy as soon as that happened um, i don't know if you know what they, maybe they're supposed to do there but it seemed like they just kind of dialed up something that was a bit unique yeah it was it was kind of a delayed blitz too you mentioned zion but it was also whoever the back was um, and so yeah. on the mm-hmm. on the first one that TJ Edwards almost got home, which was when Justin escaped and threw it to Simi Fahoko, who dropped the pass, which would have been a crazy pass. Um, that one they had Darius Davis going on motion. So once Davis cleared, TJ Edwards came on the blitz and forced Herbert out of the pocket. On the second one, you could tell Joshua Kelly was like ready for an inside blitz and it didn't come. And so he went to the outside blitz and he did a good job picking that outside blitz up. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, when you have a delayed blitzer, it really is on the quarterback to get the ball out fast. Like it, it really is is on the quarterback in that instance. And um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things you have to learn from, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But he is right. Like the these issues, this is a different issue because this was a delayed blitz. The stunt pickup has been the biggest issue in pass protection, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, tonight I don't think that was much of an issue. Granted, you know, you don't really have these, you know, Jervon Dexter is like the best Bears pass rusher, and which is probably not great that your rookie defensive tackle is your best pass rusher. <laughs> no, I mean, I think going into this game, their their leading edge rusher had only 20 pressures. I think that was Ngakwe or Walker. Yeah. We seem to have a good game against Slater today. Uh, I think it was Walker that had drew the two holding penalties against mm-hmm. Slater. What What are your thoughts about the way Rashawn has played so far this year? Um, well, it's it's tough because he obviously started very well, and then there was the injury, and then he's also being listed occasionally with a shoulder injury. So it's kind of a two thing going on right now. So the ankle, the shoulder. Yeah. It seemed like he played fine for the most part tonight, except for the few plays that we saw like the two holds so i'm gonna say like i think next game is where you start to maybe see either the bad start to happen and kind of worried about the season or he maybe gets more back on track i think a week from away from his uh issue yes it's a shoulder right i don't even know if it's like a terrible shoulder injury but it's yeah this week he was listed on the injury report ankle slash shoulder so Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah so he was a full participant in practice, but mm-hmm. it, like he is on the injury report. He's been on the injury report every single week, and then he just doesn't have an injury uh, status. So he's mm-hmm. definitely battling through some things. I've I've seen how the ankle injury can impact him. Um, the shoulder injury was a new thing. The shoulder was not an issue previously, so it just sucks. Like he's, I know what he's capable of when he's at his best, but it just feels like he's probably playing at like 80 percent right now yeah which i think that that sounds about right 80 percent of slaters is still a very good tackle it's just you know we were really hoping obviously for him to take that leap and be one of the next guys which obviously he still can be he's got a very mm-hmm. long career ahead of him hopefully um but the injuries are definitely playing a factor here mm-hmm. definitely 
But overall, the whole line was much better this week. Yeah, which they they better have been. This Bears pass rush <laughs> is definitely not the same. So no. outside of the t- the two TJ Edwards delayed blitz, I thought that the her- the pocket was clean. Even um, Chris Collinsworth highlighted like a couple times that the pockets were very very clean tonight from this from this Chargers offensive line. So mm-hmm. um, for the most part, very very good performance from a protection scan- standpoint. Yep. That is for super chats. We get more. That is it for super chats tonight. JK, we got one more. Oh, do we? From Eric, do you think the offense is better with Parham as tight end one? Offense look better with Parham getting more snaps. I think it's better when they use him as a receiving weapon. I don't know if it's better with him as tight end one. I think Gerald Everett has earned a lot as a blocker as well to be considered tight end one for this team. Not necessarily as like a true inline guy, um, but I, I think Everett is still overall your best tight end. But no, Parham tonight was great. Like he was very involved, very much a part of the game plan, and looked really good. I think they have two distinct roles, also. Like a, yeah. from a receiver standpoint, like Parham does a lot of his action over the middle, you know, more vertical routes. Gerald Everett is kind of your intermediate and short tight end, if that makes sense. Like most of his targets are, you know, between the line of scrimmage and the ten yard line. So I, I feel like both of them can can coexist for sure. Um, the issue when Gerald Everett is out is that means more Trey McKitty and more Stone Smart, which uh, we obviously saw Trey McKitty uh, have some real blocking issues tonight, which was not great. So uh, please go trade for a tight end tomorrow. That was my thought. If you're worried <laughs> about closing out this game and you yeah. think that the current others you bring in to help you with jumbo situations or whatever is working, I don't believe it is. Yeah. It's actually, I don't know how many snaps Trey McKitty played tonight, but it feels like I've seen him play two snaps the last two weeks, and one was not picking up a free rush and Herbert getting killed, and the other was the holding, which, like, that wasn't the most egregious thing I've ever seen. But it was still just like, as soon as they threw the flag, I'm like, I know exactly who they're going to call. <laughs> and of course it was. So, yeah, yeah go, go trade for a blocking tenant. If you want to fix some of your fourth quarter, third quarter issues, and you want to be able to run it out, or pass protect or whatever. Yeah, go get a blocking tight end. I think they tonight showed like probably how you have to do this going forward. Um, if you don't go trade for a tight end, like even when Jared Ivett comes back, like Jordan McFadden playing fullback tonight was so much fun for me to watch. You got to keep doing that. Like, like sincerely, like you have to keep doing that because these tight ends just are, are not functional blockers. I mean, they bring in Foster Sorrell on that fourth down, which like, you know, he didn't have a great block, but like, that's the idea. Like if you don't have tight ends that you trust to perform in those moments as blockers, mm-hmm. you got to bring in the other guys. You know, the Browns have done a great job of kind of weaponizing almost, uh, I guess is the word that was used on the broadcast today that I heard uh, their backup center. Nick Harris was playing fullback, like on every snap in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that you got to do when you have a subpar tight end group, which is fun for me as an offensive line guy. Like I love seeing Jordan McFadden play fullback, but it's, probably more functional if you have like a legitimate blocking side end. yeah i would agree it looked like mcfadden did a great job on that block though yeah yeah kind he had three key yards. blocks um they opened the second half with it and it was kind of a wineback play so he led to the left and then you saw some pullers go to the right and then the bears kind of blew it up a little bit but um i, I think if you're gonna give jordan mcfadden more snaps going forward i think that's definitely a way where you can kind of carve out a more consistent rushing attack Interesting. Isabel says Jaw got a game ball. 
sure. I mean, the first, first three interceptions. Yeah. And I mean, I was certainly worried. I'm sur- I don't know how much Cole Komet was on him specifically, but I was definitely worried about this game. And it was really just one big Mooney catch. And that was on Zont. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake in here. Appreciate you, oh. Justin. Uh, good win. Needed that. Uh, if ASJ does miss time, could it force the Chargers to trade for a corner? Uh, I don't know if there was an update on Asante Samuel Jr. I feel like he got hit in the head on that last play. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was definitely being looked at the looked at by the trainers. But I don't know where that will be at. So in terms of training for a corner, like if he's out for an extended time, like obviously you probably should. But I don't know if it forces their hand a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so Jaw immediately jumped. Well, so Dean was already Michael Davis was out, and so Dean was already in. So when Zonk got hurt, Jaw jumped outside, and Basie was slot. Is that Basie what they did? Basie was slot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go trade for a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed. <laughs> Is any yeah. one of them? <laughs> yeah. So I mean. If uh, if Asante misses any time, like I think you got, you definitely have to make a move. So Dean would be the starter, presumably on the outside. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like that's a that's a tough spot. One more like, from indeed. Christian Hernandez. How about more Herbert under center after the finger issue? Better for run game and play action. Very little little creativity when you're in shotgun. Yeah, I would agree. Did. They didn't go for it far and fourth down in this game, did they? Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. under center. I think a lot of it was still under shotgun, but mm-hmm. you know, as, as long as the finger continues to improve, you know, they should definitely be more under center going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob B did point out Easing Bassey did have a pass breakup on the two point conversion. So he did. I, he did. I don't know how much that really should impact things, though. It was a good play, though, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I show them and points out Elon needs a fresh start. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be. Yeah, that's not the reason I would love to go get him. I wish it didn't happen because of an injury, but hey, I'll take it for sure. No, I think that would. That's a trade that they should do, regardless of what happens to Asante. But we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. So, uh, Tyler, any final thoughts before we head out? No, man. Happy to see a win for the Chargers. Um, We'll see you guys on Saturday next time for our live show. Yeah, so usual schedule this week. Um, Alex Insdorf will have his bolt breakdowns tomorrow. Alex Katzen will have us covered from a college football recap on uh, Tuesday, talking about where the Chargers scouts were spending their time this past weekend. Um, Arjun will be actually joining us for the Chargers episode this week, um, talking about the Jets game. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. We'll have our normal preview show on Thursday, live show on Saturday, and then uh, Monday Night Football next week. So that's where we will be at uh, after that game. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Appreciate all of you for uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, much more fun chat today. Much more fun game today. And uh, hopefully you guys have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next time. As always, bolt up. Bye-bye. It's happening daily. 
We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com